with Nintendo and, and PlayStation, like it took a long time to show them like, look, we, we do all kinds of content. We review all, all types of games and, and consoles and everything. And just last year, this is the first time where PlayStation contacted us and they gave us a uh, PlayStation 5 before it came out, you know? So like they, they sent it to, to my co Paris, shout out to him. And yeah, like that, that's been the challenge. Like at first we were like, look, we're beyond Xbox. Like this is, I created Gamer Talk Radio because of Xbox Live. You know, I just love the community and everything. But to me, it's 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 gaming in general, man. Like, it's I, I love to talk about everything, man. Nintendo, you know, sent me a Nintendo Wii U. They sent me the 3DS, you know, and they sent me all, all the time, like, games and, and, like, other stuff, too. But, yeah, it was just hard to to show them the stuff that we do, you know. But we have all type of guests from from everywhere, from, from Sony, from Nintendo, from Xbox, third-party companies, too, you know. So, yeah, it's a lot easier now. It's a lot easier now. Welcome to Geared Up. I'm Andrew Edwards. I am John Rettinger. Geared Up is your weekly look at the world of tech and gadgets. And John, we've done it again, sir. We had to, we've topped ourselves in a way I didn't think was possible. Yes. So for those unaware, there actually is a Hall of Fame for podcasting. Did you know this? I did. You know, in doing in doing my research and due diligence, I learned this. <laughs> I know this. And I'm glad you're sharing this. Yes. So, so... What's happening today? We, we always have the best guests, right? Every week we have the best guest that any podcast has for that given week. I would, I would at least say that. Always. This week, we've topped ourselves by bringing in a bona fide Hall of Famer, a legit Hall of Famer. John, you've been a Hall of Famer in my heart for the past year. But Mr. Danny Pena, how are you doing, sir? Welcome to Geared Up. Wow. You know, I, I know Andrew for so long. And this is the first time that we actually recorded together. <laughs> that is true. That <laughs> yeah, is but true. No, thanks, thanks for the invite, man. I, I'm glad to to finally make this happen with you guys, man. Yeah, so, I'm trying yeah. to remember how long we've known each other. I feel like it's been like 15 Oof. years. Yeah, this is like yeah, over 15, over 15 years. How'd you guys meet 15 years ago? A young, spry Andrew Edwards. <laughs> how did that come together? When did, did he have hair? And was it like a full? <laughs> Like big poof that I've seen pictures of. <laughs> I had hair. My hair was not looking good at that time. Well, but did Andrew have the hair? You know what? I don't remember. No, I no, I did not. No, not he did time. not, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we were, both, we were both struggling. <laughs> it had to be, I think it had to be something like an E3 or a Microsoft Xbox event. Something like that. Because it was gaming related. Mm-hmm. I think we met at PAX, I think, also. Oh, okay. There you go. It was PAX, so, PAX, yeah. And you were... Like you were new to podcasting, as was I. I mean, no. Well, I have a long story about that too, because a lot of people don't know. But I've been doing internet radio since like two thousand and one. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it all started like in ninety eight. Twenty always, years ago. Oh, yeah, twenty years ago. Twenty wow. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And it was this was during the Sega Dreamcast days. Okay. Like around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Very old school. That's crazy because for anyone listening, 20 years ago, we didn't have the bandwidth we have today. No. Like streaming radio had to be, that had to be difficult. Well, this is how everything started. Back in 98, during that time, I I used to write for a hip hop newspaper in Miami. Okay. I wasn't really involved with like the hip hop music industry and everything. And, uh, And I remember I went online and I found this website called Sudo. This is like late 90s mm-hmm. pseudo was a streaming service where they had video shows and also audio shows of music entertainment everything i think there was also like a gaming show there too so i went online and i saw that they had a hip-hop show so i was just watching it was like nas freestyle and i'm like oh my god i want to do this man worldwide this is so cool you yeah. know so and this is during the 56k modem days you know so oh the quality god. wasn't that great it was real player and I tried to do it in 98, but it was so expensive because, I mean, for anyone who wanted to stream back then, it was like, it was really rare, you know? So yep. yeah, I couldn't do it. It was too expensive. So then fast forward to 2001, Fantasy Star Online came out for the Sega Dreamcast. And I'm like, all right, I, I have to I have to create a show about this because I love that game so much. And I was just talking about quests and, and just getting together with other people in the community about the game. And I released it on mp3.com. Mm-hmm. And com in the early 2000s was for music artists where you have your, your music there, people listen, but mp3.com yeah. pays the artist every time you listen to download. So I said to myself, free hosting, I can have my own show, 
let me upload it. And I got so many streams that I got paid. So I think Ooh. my first check at nice. that time was like 500 bucks or something. I'm like, oh, man, got to start a business out of this, man. So yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I got to meet Xbox and Nintendo when they were showing GameCube and the original Xbox console 20 years ago this year. Wow, it was just crazy. Yep. And then 2005, that's when I decided to launch Gamer Tag Radio. And uh, it's been up now for like 16 years, man. Just hustling, Oof. doing my thing, man. You know, so over a thousand episodes. That's, right. that's, that's incredible. Amazing. And yeah. what, what's cool, I mean, for people who don't know, who are listening to this podcast, most podcasts, most, the, the vast majority of podcasts will just kind of fizzle away in under a year. The vast majority of them. Geared Up has been going for over three years now as a conscious decision to, as part of our business. And thankfully, John joined in to make it more fun to do on a weekly basis. But to go for as long as you have, consistent, consistency. Incredible. You've had major guests on your show. You've had people from the community all the way up to Phil Spencer, right? You've had, you've had Reggie on your show. You've had like bangers on your show. How does that feel going from just someone who said this game came out and I want to talk about it on audio, going from that to where you are today? It's sometimes I think about it, I'm like, I, I can't believe I pulled that off. Like even I even had <laughs> Keanu, Keanu Reeves last year wow. before uh, Cyberpunk and, and yeah. that was like super random. Like that happened like super last minute, right? So I know it's it's fun because I just love talking about games, man. You know, like right now we're going to be talking about games and tech and everything, yes. but I just love talking to people that enjoy the same things that I like, you know, and, and, and I want to share that to like our audience, our community that listens to or watch the, the podcast, you know, so yeah. that, that I think that to me is the best part. And also, like a couple of years ago, I had a, a sit, I sat down with, with Peter Moore and we talked about the 20th anniversary of Sega Dreamcast. Like he, he didn't do this. Like no interviews, no no one other podcast. It was only with us, and that was cool. I was like, man, I got super excited to make that happen. And and the thing is, I also connected with a lot of people throughout the years that we built that relationship. Like they're comfortable to go to our show and just yeah. talk and be open. You know, yeah. like Reggie, there was things that Reggie Friesman mentioned on our show that I was super surprised. He was like. Yeah, I was in the Bronx when I was young. I got robbed and this and that. I'm like, what? I was not <laughs> expecting for him to say that. But but he was so comfortable that he just he was just you know being him instead of the business Reggie. You know, right. so yeah, yeah, that's the best part about it. So I wanted to ask, and I think anybody that's achieved the level of success in any industry, and especially the success that you've had, Danny, there's always sort of an intersection of like luck and talent and a recognizing opportunity. Like mm -hmm. it's always sort of where those things collide. It's generally where you where you've seen success. Can you go back and sort of try to find at one point realize like, wow, this is working. You know, I can make something of this to the sort of speak to the people out there that are looking to get into podcasts and mm -hmm. how do they recognize the opportunity when it's in front of them? Because a lot of times you don't realize it till afterwards. Wow, that's a great question. I think I'm going to go back to the early days because I always tell people this, when you start as a podcaster, work with whatever equipment you have at the moment. You know, at that time, there was no Skype. So I was actually using and depending on the Xbox Live service because I will wow. go to Halo 2 and I'll record my conversation with my friends through the, using the, the Halo 2 lobby, you know, back in the day. So <laughs> and the quality was trash. The quality was, oh, my God, super Man. bad. But But here's the crazy thing. The quality was really bad, right? And I was using the mic that came with, with the system. And I was yeah. talking with people like that too. But then I found out that MTV and Xbox were, they were planning to announce the new console, the Xbox 360. And they had like celebrities and everything. So I found out a couple of my, a friend of mine in LA attended the event on a Thursday night. They were going to air it a week later on TV. But I was like, hey, let me talk to them. I want to yeah. just want to know about the event, you know, but they basically, leaked everything about the event and the console and the games i had Ooh. no idea so i released it and my audio was up like maybe 40 minutes i, I get an email from microsoft danny can you please take this yeah. down we're saving this for for the show next week because i put it up right away the next day yeah so yeah. it was too late 
IGN and all these other major media sites picked it up. And there was people that grabbed that audio and they put in like in their own website and it was going around. So that's when I said to myself, first of all, I got to be really careful on the stuff that, that I put out. Cause you know, I was still yeah. learning about the business and, and about the industry, yeah. but yeah, like your, your voice is powerful. You never know. Even if it's a crappy audio, it could go around and influence people. Like for us, we could influence people to buy the product just by listening to the show and they hear us being excited and, and so on, you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, like later that year, you know, I got so many opportunities too, because of, because of the content that we've been creating. And that's when the early days of podcasting, when it wasn't even that popular, you know, they added podcasting to iTunes, I think was like, like around July of 2005. And that's when our audience grew up even more. Like we were like in the top 10 with like Disney and all these other, there was not that many podcasts at the time, you know? So it was us, Lear Laporte from Twit. Uh, there was like another, a couple other uh, shows too, man. That's an incredible story. I remember around that same time, Microsoft was rumored to be releasing an iPod competitor. Obviously that became the Zune. Mm -hmm. And there was a party going on here in Seattle a private party at one of these clubs and I, and there was like an Xbox logo or a Microsoft logo on the, or both on like this building. I was like, what is going on? Like, I, I don't know anything about this. So I just stood outside the club and some guy comes out with a zoom and it's like pitch black. I have no lighting, but I interview him about the zoom and he's holding it. He's going through all the features and everything. Right. I, same thing. I put it up on, <laughs> um, at the time there was no YouTube. I put it up in my video podcast on iTunes. Did you realize what you had at the time? Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, okay. I, cause you know, the rumors were building. And so I put it up and, and Edelman, uh, PR is, like, Hey, oh, you, my please, God. can you please take that down? And I didn't because I was like, I'm not under any NDA. I yeah. just went like someone from Microsoft came outside yeah. and talked to me about this. Now today I would take it down. And the reason is thinking as someone who's way more experienced, something happened to that guy. I'm sure that guy likely did not get to stay employed for such a major leak. And so I probably would have complied just for that reason because his face was in it. His name, I was like, Hey, wh what's your name? Who are you? So yeah, oh, I didn't man. do a good job of protecting him back then, but it's just interesting how, you know, you never know what you're going to happen upon or come across. And it's always just about Number one, recognizing the opportunity, but even more, just getting your content out there, right? Like I always tell people, especially who are beginning, it's not about the numbers. It's not about like how many listens or views you get. It's who, who is watching and who's listening. Because all you need is the right person. If the right person hears or sees your content and they share it, you can blow up just from that one person. Yeah. You know, I, I have another crazy story and this is, I'm going to go us. even, this was in 2001. So this was two months after 9-11. I found out that Xbox and GameCube, they were going to be in town. They were going to show like their their consoles. And this is when everybody was like, oh, which one's going to be the best? It's going to be Xbox yeah. or Nintendo GameCube, right? So I showed up to the Xbox event. It was called Xbox Unleashed. I showed up with my video camera and my tape recorder. And I started interviewing people that were in line, people that were handling the event. I, I met Jay Adler and a bunch of the uh, the old team from Xbox yep. during that time, right? Yeah. And it was a 48-hour competition. So I went up to Xbox. I'm like, hey, can I get a, a media badge? I had no business cards, nothing. Like, And they gave me the media badge. So now I had access to go upstairs and like VIP and all this stuff, right? So long story short, at the end of the event, they gave everybody a free Xbox. It was only like maybe 10 of what? us that that were there for 48 hours because I was trying to compete too. I was like, I was yeah. trying to win a, a free trip to Cancun. And yeah, that, of course. That didn't work out. So then <laughs> um, two weeks after that, I get a call from Microsoft. And they're like, Danny, we're going to have a, a, an event at Times Square at Tours R Us. We would love for you to come. You can check out the system, talk to the media about the system because you got it early. I was like, all right. So I showed up. So while we were there, it was like maybe like less than 10 of us. While we were there, they wanted us to play video games with Bill Gates and the media were like recording and everything. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I can't believe this is happening just because I just showed up with a recorder and, and right. a camera, you know. But like you said, you never know what could happen if you attend these events or or, mm -hmm. or the relationship you start building with like with, a, with companies and everything, you know. And just be yourself. I think I think right that helps, you know.
Well, you said you just put yourself out there. You were like, I have no business asking for a media badge, but I'm just going to ask and see, right? The yep. worst they can say is no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I always love hearing the successful stories. The reason I asked the question was like, you hear it from everybody. Like, everybody who achieves success, like at some point, like they got lucky and they recognized the luck. And I think people out there who are looking to start need to recognize when their opportunity arrives. Because it, it might not look like Bill Gates playing Xbox with you. You know, it might look like an email or it might look like you need to show up at an event. It's always just fun to hear the success stories and kind of what the work that went into the success. You know, you weren't always Danny, you are now. I love the the founder stories and the success stories. Yeah, same here. Same here. I got to ask, though, because I also love tech. You brought a video camera in 2001. Yes. What? Were you recording on a tape? Like, was it a digital camera at that time or was it actually like a tape that you had to like put into a like a VCR or something? It was like a a, a small tape that I had to put small in Small tape, there. yes. One of those small ones. I forgot. Yep. I, I can't remember the name of the Probably that like version. mini DV or something yeah, it was like, like that. A, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's what I would use. And, and, and I remember at first Xbox didn't want to give me the free console. They were like, wait a minute, but you have a media badge. What? I was like, look, look, look. Yes, I'm media, but I'm also a fan. And I showed them a video. <laughs> like, look, look at the date. I came here 24, uh, 48 hours ago, and I came here also to compete. So I was just doing yep. both. He was like, all right, all right, all right. So thank God for that video camera. If not, I would have not got it. <laughs> and another thing, and this is the thing that I, 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 thank God I learned about this. So I had a tape recorder with me when, when I was playing with Bill Gates. We were actually playing Fusion Frenzy. So then the media, everybody comes in and start asking questions about the console. I grabbed my recorder and I started recording too. And I started asking questions. Bill Gates started asking my my asking my questions. PR from far away. They went like this. Came and grabbed my recorder, took my tape away. What? And never gave it back no. to me. Yep. Wait, why? Why'd they do that? I didn't have permission to do that. I didn't have uh, But I didn't know. I was it was new right. to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah, so I was mad at that time, but now years <laughs> later, like I, I get it now, you know. But yeah, that was man. my first, my first PR mistake, like with that, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Let me ask you this before we get into some news. So Gamertag Radio, obviously, Gamertag is an Xbox term, Xbox brand, but your podcast has expanded beyond just Xbox. And again, you've had guests from all over the industry. Was there any sort of challenge to breaking through just Xbox from an industry perspective? Obviously, the listeners were all mm-hmm. gamers, but to mm-hmm. get attention from people in the industry outside of Microsoft? Yeah, especially with Nintendo and, and PlayStation. Like, it took a long time to show them, like, look, we, we do all kinds of content. We review all, all type of games and, pl- and consoles and everything. And just last year... This is the first time where PlayStation contacted us and they gave us uh, PlayStation 5 before it came out, you know? So, like, they, they sent it to, to my co-host, Paris. Shout out to him. And, yeah, like, that, that's that been the challenge. Like, at first, we were like, look, we're beyond Xbox. Like, this is... I created Gamer Tag Radio because of Xbox Live. You know, I just yeah. love the community and everything. But to me, it's 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 gaming in general, man. Like, it's I, I love to talk about everything, man. Nintendo... You know, sent me a Nintendo Wii U. They sent me the 3DS. You know, and they sent me all, all the time like games and and like other stuff too. But yeah, it was just hard to to show them the stuff that we do. You know, but we have all type of guests from from everywhere from from Sony, from Nintendo, from Xbox, third party companies too. You know, so yes, yeah, it's a lot That's easier cool. now. It's a lot easier now. Right. I mean, you put the time in. Yeah. 20 years you put the time in yeah so if anybody's out there who hasn't heard and you're if you're into gaming interested in gaming just go into itunes or wherever you listen spotify gamer tag radio fantastic show I, i'm a listener i love it uh, thanks man let's move on absolutely to some news so the first news we'll talk about is actually danny you brought this one up sony is backtracking a few days ago they said they were going to be taking the ps3 and ps vita digital stores offline so you'd no longer be able to purchase these digital games and then today they said that was the wrong decision now to my eyes it was just they're removing access to these old consoles that most people aren't using anyway and now they're backtracking not a big deal but before we started you said this was actually a big story so i wanted to give you the opportunity to explain Mm -hmm. to us what's going on yeah so sony really wants to focus on 
on you know the the PlayStation Four games and 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 also PlayStation Five because there's still there's a huge audience that has PlayStation Four, right? So, and there's still people that are having issues buying the the PlayStation Five consoles still to this day. Hopefully that changes in the future, but I, I think they wanted just to shut down because yo, there's not that many people that are actually using PlayStation Three and Vita, you know, compared to the PlayStation yeah. Four and P- PS Five. But the thing is. They announced this, and it created a huge bad press everywhere. The community also talking about like why they didn't like this idea. There was even developers that were still making games for the Vita, never got the heads up about the stores getting shut down. So now they're like, they have to work even faster to get this these games released so they could release it on, yeah. on, on Vita and so on, right? So it was it just created a bad press for Sony, right? Meanwhile, you see Xbox making all these announcements about Game Pass and you can still play all these old games from even from the original console. It just looked bad for Sony. And they want to have good press. And I think by getting all this feedback from from all the audience and reading where people have been saying, you know, online in the media, they decided like, you know what, Let, let's just stop this and let's continue to have the service open. And hopefully in the future, make these games available for the PS4, PS5, you know, so it will be a lot easier for us to just download it. Because for me, I bought games way back the early days of Xbox 360, and mm-hmm. I could download those easily on my Series X and S, you yep. know. So that's the thing that I that I would like to see for Sony, you know, because there's, there's a lot of great games that came out during that time. And even games that probably I've never played on, on PlayStation Vita, there are gems. And I wish there's a way for us to have, like, access to get these games for for the current consoles too this reminds me of when the xbox one was launching and everybody Mm -hmm. was saying microsoft was missing the mark with gamers they want to be entertainment they're they're missing the mark with gamers now obviously this this isn't the exact same thing but xbox's stance now is regardless of how old a game is all the game has to be is fun if a game is fun to play it doesn't matter how old it is right so we're going to make it so that any console generation, if there's a great game, you can play it on our newest hardware. And Sony now is in the position of we're taking games away and we're kind of being tone deaf to what the hardcore gamers want. And it seems like Sony has made a few steps like that this generation with PS5 where they're not quite making things as easy or accessible to gamers. Like another example would be What's the recent game? The Avengers. So this game, The Avengers, got an update. It got a next-gen update. If you were playing it on Xbox, all you had to do was download the update, fire it up, and your saved game data and everything just carries right through. No problem. On the PlayStation, you had to like download the game, then make sure you're logged in on your PS4 to upload your save to the cloud in such a way that it could then be downloaded from the cloud on the PS5. And if you did it wrong, you would lose data. Versus Xbox's stance of just, hey, no matter where you play, your data is safe, your game is safe, we'll just give you the best version of the game for the hardware you're on. Yeah. What's going on? What's happening? I don't know, man. I, I, I'll tell you this, my story, when, when the PlayStation 5 was coming out, I got review codes because my girlfriend, she has a PS5. So I'm like, oh, let me just download you know, all these games that they sent me to play so I could talk about it on the show. And I started downloading it. And I noticed that my the hard drive was already full. I was like, wow, that's fast. What happened was I was redeeming these codes and I was downloading the PlayStation 4 version and the PlayStation mm. 5 version together. Oh, wow. And I didn't know. I had no idea. Right. Yeah. No and, idea. And if you have no idea, if you, have, of all people, <laughs> have no idea this is happening, then I think a lot of people out there wouldn't realize that the PlayStation yeah. 5 is just downloading both versions of the t- Why? Why, though? Why would you do that? Yeah. I ha- it's a PS5. There's a PS5 version. Why would you download the PS4 version? Yeah. And you choose. You select which version you want. But at, at, during that time, it was downloading both at the same time. You know? So, yeah. yeah it's, it's very complicated and weird. Man. I don't know. I, I hope that Sony makes some changes in the future because it feels like, like when the PlayStation 4 came out, they were the ones promoting, yes, you can share your game. Right. Yep. And now it seems like this reminds me of when the PlayStation 3 came out. They were like, we don't care if it, it costs this amount of money to buy that console. You got to get like two jobs in order for you <laughs> to buy or whatever. Like 
like I feel like, and it, and it, it happened the same thing with Xbox. You know, like Xbox 360 was very successful for Xbox, and then towards the end, got super gas. It was all about connect and all about entertainment. It was mm-hmm. Don Matrick leadership, of course. Yep, made a lot of changes within the company. And then when the Xbox One came out, it was a disaster, a huge disaster, you know? And then PlayStation was getting all the love from the gamers. Now it seems like it's kind of the other way around, but people are still excited about all these games coming out for PS5. Long-term, is going to hurt Sony if they don't make these changes. Right now, short-term, hey, number one console is selling like crazy, you know? So they need to make these changes in the future for sure, man. It's interesting for Sony, the shortage of the consoles, the scarcity of getting them, the hardcore Sony fans are going to get the PS5 no matter what. But the folks that are in between, you look at the value that Microsoft is offering, you know, with Game Pass and xCloud and even some of the exclusives like the show coming there. It's if you're not dedicated to Sony and dedicated to those exclusives, it's a hard sell this generation. You know, Sony has to answer with the online thing. I mean, you're getting next gen games on launch day with Game Pass. And with Sony, you're getting like Crash Bandicoot, like you make this joke all the time from like three years ago. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy that the other day I got a review code from Sony for MLB The Show 21. They sent me the PlayStation 5 version and the Xbox version. I was like, yo, this is so, I'm not used to this. Like, <laughs> so weird. So then I downloaded the game. I launched it. And that's what you see. Sony Interactive presents. And you see PlayStation Studios. And I'm like, on an Xbox game. Like, it was mind-blowing. Like, <laughs> it was so crazy. <laughs> you know? But I'm excited for that game to come out now on Game Pass. More people going to play it, you know? And and there's cross-play and everything there, you know? So, and it's, a, like you said, it's on Game Pass, too. You know? So, we're going to see a lot of third-party games in the future that's going to also be available on Game Pass day one. We're going to see a lot of that in the future, for sure. Yeah. This is crazy yeah, and- because... You're going to see more people playing this Sony PlayStation game on Xbox mm-hmm. just because it's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I think you see a lot of people just not buying games anymore, just buying Game Passes. Games go to 60, 70 bucks and, and up, like just do Game Pass. And there's plenty there. Most games are eventually going to make it there anyway. It's a very easy play to make. Yeah. We're going to be talking more about uh, Game Pass and, and streaming in particular mm-hmm. a little later, but we have to talk about this Apple event happening tomorrow. Now, people who are listening to this show, you'll be listening to this probably the day after the event has occurred. It takes us a couple of days they, to edit this. And they already know They already know what's come out. Right. You know what's come out, but we don't. So we're going we're gonna to quickly speculate on what's happening. I think, you know, there's a lot of times right before these Apple events, like where there's smoke, there's fire. So there's some things that seem to be a lock, like uh, a new iPad, a new iPad Pro with mini LED display. Only the 12.9, I think we should specify. That is the rumor. That sounds ridiculous to me. Not that I don't believe it, but Mm. the iPad has always been, even more so than the phone, like the Pro has been, you pick your size. That's all, you just pick your size. Everything else is the same. Storage is the same, speed is the same. All the technology, cameras, just pick whatever size you'd like. If they start changing it, to a better display technology for the larger version and then the smaller one has the old school. Not that the display is bad. It's just that now you're going to have a generational leap. I'm not going to like that. I'm not going to be too happy about that. <laughs> now, Danny's an Android guy. No, I, I, have, I, have, I have my tablets. I have my Mac, you know, my, okay. Mac, my MacBook Pro, but, but phones, it's, it's all Android for me. Okay, so for side. phones, it's Android. So yeah, for, yeah. for tablets... You would use an iPad too? Yeah, iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I need to upgrade because I think it's about time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Andrew, you should let that go. Danny, what's your phone of choice? Samsung. Actually, they sent me the Note, the latest Note one. So this is what happened. So Microsoft had that announcement about having Xbox Game Pass for, Sam, uh, for Samsung devices. So they sent me the Note, uh, the latest Note. I forgot what, which one version it is. Oh, yeah. Note 20. No 20. Yeah, no 20. So they sent me that with a controller, which I think I have it here. Let me see. It's the controller for me to play Game Pass on my on my phone. It was really, yeah, really yeah. cool. It's a uh, Rishi, the Rishi one. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Razor. The Razor. Oh, yeah. We got we got that, too. When I got Akishi, mine. Kishi. So I, I mean, Kishi. The Kishi. Kishi. That's, the Kishi. The Kishi. Yeah, yeah. 
So I saw people getting that same package and they had the phones in there. And I was like, uh-oh, I wonder if somebody got in my package because oh, right I just had the controller. And I contacted Microsoft and they were like, oh, yeah. we already talked to Samsung. And Samsung said they already sent you a phone a few months ago. So we just sent you the key. Oh, <laughs> I was like, all right. Like, I wasn't on. trying to get another phone. I just wanted to make sure like nothing happened with the package, just, just to be clear. You tried, though. You tried. You tried. <laughs> now, now, I do have a – we call this on our show Conspiracy Steve. Like we have – you know, we always talk about like our conspiracies and also predictions and stuff. So I think, and I find this very strange that tomorrow is the, and I hope by the time people listen to this, either I'm going to, I'm going to sound like a genius or I'm look like a fool. We'll see. But it is strange that tomorrow is the Apple event, right? Xbox today announced that you could play Game Pass on iOS devices and you could sign up tomorrow, the same day where they're going to have the Apple event. I wonder if they're going to announce something on stage, like let's say Phil Spencer promoting a hey, web browser, blah, blah, because remember there is Apple TV too on Xbox consoles now too, as an app where you could, you know, try it out and everything. So I think they trying to fix those relationships between the two companies. Cause you know, there was some beef <laughs> last year about it. That's what I think is going to happen during the, that's my major prediction about a major prediction for tomorrow for tomorrow yes interesting as as a gamer as a gamer point of view you know because a lot of people wanted to play game pass on ios devices for the longest and the only time where you could do it was during beta but it was only halo that was the only game that was available so i think maybe they made some some stuff behind the scenes business-wise that apple was like all right you know this is going to help us get more people to be more engaged with and buy our products, you know? So that's what I think. Would it be far-fetched to bring back, I'm going to say my prediction that I made a few months ago, Andrew, Game Pass for Apple TV on a new Apple TV hardware that gets announced tomorrow? Hmm. <sighs> Listen, I would love this. I would love it. But it would require Apple to change their policy that because what they said was, hey, Game Pass is totally allowed on the App Store, but every game individually needs to be its own app downloadable, which kills like the whole thing with Game Pass streaming is I don't need to download anything. I stream from the cloud. I don't need to take up space on my phone to play this game. I'm just streaming as long as I have a good connection. Would they relax a rule like that for the Apple TV in particular? Would they do that? That would be interesting. Because what what else is coming next week with the release of iOS 14.5, one of the features in there is you will now be able to use PS5 and Xbox Series X controllers it's with coming. your Apple it's devices. Coming. So <laughs> yes. it, it's, it's time. It's time to that. Those are those are both interesting, bold predictions, both of can, which I hope I, come true. So I want to add to that. Apple has released their own apps for for Roku devices, which all support AirPlay 2, for select Samsung, LG, Vizio, a bunch of TVs. There's very little reason today to buy Apple TV hardware. You get the same experience on any third party, pretty much, streaming device. Now, the rumor is Apple is going to announce a new new Xbox hardware. There must be a reason wait, why... Apple's going to... Wait, wait, right, wait, wait. No, no, sorry, 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 new Apple TV hardware. Excuse me. Oh, I was like, okay, wow. Apple TV hardware. Wow, apologies, <laughs> apologies. <laughs> New new Apple TV hardware. There's got to be a reason why they're going to try to sell people on this new Apple TV hardware, right? It's not just AirPlay 2. It's not just access our movies, which you can do now from any any Roku. There's got to be a reason. I mean, so can't you see them inviting Microsoft on stage and showing off the gaming capabilities and streaming capabilities of this new Apple TV hardware? I would love it. I would love it. I mean, the only reason that Same. I'm I'm fearful is it seems like it seems like such an yeah. un-Apple move. But Apple has been making un-Apple-like moves recently over the past year or so. I'm like they're rumored to be bringing back like ports on the MacBook Pro yeah. that they got yeah. rid of, right? So like if if they're in this period of we really just want to serve our users and consumers, I mean that would be incredible because you're right, John. It's like. What is the value of an Apple TV box today? The app is on Roku. It's it's About built everything. into smart TVs. It's on the Xbox. Yeah. On the play. Like, why do you need the the Apple TV box anymore? Like, you don't. So, if you're going to release a new one, there has to be something about it that sets it apart, especially since it costs so much more than the others. Yeah. So, what is it that you're going to do to make the Apple TV special? If you're putting an A14 in there with all that power, graphical power. Mm-hmm. 
Why not let us play these games? Why not? Right? Okay. Same. What else? What else? Air tags. Are you excited about air tags? That's the other big rumor. I mean, haven't they been out already? It's like they've been out for like months already <laughs> at this point. Air tags has been rumored for almost a year and a half. It's basically a device, a, a coin sized device that would allow you to locate any, you could basically locate the air tag similar to how you can go into the Find My app and find your lost phone. So now you'll be able to put an air tag on your keys or in your luggage or in a purse, in a wallet, and locate those things using the same app that you would to locate a lost phone. We we're expecting to see that tomorrow. And the last big rumor, this is the one I'm not sure about, is the M1 based iMac. New iMac, multiple colors. I think the product is coming, but it just seems like a lot for one event. What do you think, John? It's coming. I mean, listen, I'm, I, and I'm, I'm putting my neck. I'm putting my neck out there. It's easy to be like, I don't know. If it's, <laughs> it's easy to it's, it's easy to go full Andrew and be like, it's coming. It's, it's, it's coming at some point. I don't know when. So you're always right, no matter what. But for, <laughs> okay. for everybody who listens, know that I am not the one who I am. I am not afraid to make bold predictions. Supply of the current generation IMAX is severely limited or unavailable dwindling. or unavailable in current stores or in most stores. Apple still looking to sell IMAX. There will be a new one that makes it shows tomorrow, whether it's available or not. It will be shown tomorrow. Can I mention one more thing that I just Please thought do. about right now? You know, the past couple of years, Spotify has been really investing into like podcasts a lot. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm. I haven't seen that at all with Apple, man, at all. Like, I feel like just they just have it there. You know, they, I mean, a couple of years ago, they just released a separate app just for podcasts. But I would love to see like, you know, original content, like original podcasts is just available for the app. Like, I want them to the company to start investing more on, on that because Spotify has been like blowing them away with that, man. Like they're adding all types of stuff there, you know, all the time for, for software. Yeah. It's funny that you say this because I actually forgot. That is the other thing that just came out yep. this morning. Rumor that Apple will be adding some sort of podcast membership or subscription tomorrow. I don't know mm-hmm. what that means because podcasting, obviously podcasts are free, right? So what would, if Apple just charged you, let's just say five bucks a month for some sort of podcast service, what would you be expecting in exchange for that money? I think it will be more of like, you could subscribe to the show, but if you want premium content, you could either pay like a monthly free, it might be like extra content. So let's say maybe you'll get the, the episode in advance first than anybody else, or it might be like, let's say you release an episode now, the episode comes out later, it will be kind of like, you know how podcasters do with uh, Patreon subscribers? that they'll release content only for Patreon subscribers. It, I, I think it will be something like that. So for us, when we release this, is like, oh my God, long ass time. <laughs> but uh, we had a mobile app and we were putting up our regular episodes and we had premium content. It was only just strictly like, that is only available for the app, for anybody that has the app. So I could see that from from Apple doing something like that for, for content creators. And they probably will get, of course, a percentage out of that, you know, so. Apple making a move into doing something for content creators would be if that happens that'd be huge because they don't do that. I mean they if you're don't. if you're in the music if you're in music yeah. then yes but other than that they don't. So that would be that would be an amazing sight to see. But I mean think about it though like it's okay to have you know the the music app right of iTunes but why would Apple created an app just for podcasts separate. Like I think they wanted to do this for every long time, a long time ago. Cause this is another way for the company to get extra income too, man. You know, by doing this, they can't charge like get royalties with music. You know, they can't do that with podcasting, but from the competition side with Spotify, now they're adding ads. Now, every time you start listening to a podcast, you hear an ad, the podcasters could get a percentage too from that. So there's different ways to get, to get money. You know, like it, YouTube, you know, every time you post a content and there's an ad, you get a percentage and they and also YouTube get a percentage too. So I think that's where it's gonna go, man. With content creation, there's gonna be so many different ways to get more money now. Not only through ads, but like subscription services like that too. This will be very interesting. This is gonna be a good event tomorrow. And again, everyone who's listening, we have 
laid out our predictions, although I did not predict much. Um, <laughs> the other two you men always, have- <laughs> You always play it safe, Andrew. There might be some new, there might be some new things. So you can go back and be like, I was right. John was wrong. I'm going air tags, sir. <laughs> I mean, you, you take like the lo- lowest hanging fruit possible, Drew. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm a safe guy. Let's let's talk about xCloud streaming. So you mentioned a minute ago, xCloud streaming is going to go into beta on iOS in the browser, which is crazy, um, or at least I thought was crazy. I was think so. Apple said you can't be in the App Store. Microsoft pivots and says, okay. We're going to take our app into Safari, which is what Apple has always said, right? They've always said, but I never believed, like, I felt like when they said it, it was just like, it was just words like, oh, if you, if you can't get in the app store, there's always Safari, go ahead and use that. And I'm like, no one's, no one's going to do that. That's not a good experience. And it sounds like I haven't, I haven't seen it or experienced it personally, but it sounds like Microsoft has actually been able to put xCloud as a service in the browser. You log in. You choose a game and it streams right in Safari full screen. Like that sounds ridiculous. But what do you guys think? If this is the only way to game on iOS and if, if it's a good experience, is that a bad thing that isn't Safari? I don't see that as a bad thing at all. You know, like when I, the first time I, I tried Stadia, it was the first game that they had for beta. It was one of the Assassin's Creed games. I think it was like mm-hmm. Lost Odyssey, I think it was. Or Origins, one of the two. So I played it through my Chrome browser, and it was smooth. No lag, and my connection was not that great during mm-hmm. that time. And I, I played it. I connected my, my Xbox controller to my Mac, to my Mac, and that's how I was playing the whole time like that. So, yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening, man. I think it will be a good experience. You know, I played, um, I've been playing S-Cloud since when it first, first, like, launched for, like, beta. Yeah. It's been a great experience, man. Great experience. Like I love playing, you know, Gears of War online at the airport while waiting for my flight. I'm there for like an over an hour, and I'm just there playing the whole time with my controller. They're connected with my phone. So you bring your controller in your bag. Yeah. Well, at that time, I didn't have what I have now with the the Kishi. I oh, was just, right, right, right. So what I had was a, a clipper, and I put my controller, and I connect my phone. That's how we used to play back then. But now with this, with the Kishi, it reminded me kind of like the Nintendo Switch, you know, walk around yep. and do that. So, yeah, it's it's good. I'm excited to to see, you know, more people that can't afford to get a console, but they have a phone because everybody has a phone, yes. right? This would be another another way for for people to subscribe and 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 play Xbox games without even owning a console. I think this this is where the service is gonna they're gonna get a lot of people, man, a lot of people worldwide that. They have an okay connection, and they have an Android device and now iOS device, and now they could play Halo and all these games. Oh, it's gonna be awesome! It's gonna be really good. Yeah, and I I feel like I've been saying like this is the first time where it's not about the console sales so much as it's about access. If you have, let's just say you know five million people buy a PS Five when all is said and done, but you have twenty million people gaming on Game Pass and only one million Xbox Series X sold, Xbox is still winning there. Developers are going to be targeting Xbox as a platform versus PS5 and then porting PS5 games to Xbox. But let me let me ask you guys this. So if you're in the browser, right, you're playing xCloud in the browser, forget iOS for a second. A new game launches Xbox first party. It's available on Game Pass day one. It's a Series X game. You launch the browser on your Xbox One or your PlayStation 5, and you go to xbox.com slash play, will being in the browser allow you to play xCloud on other consoles? Well, yes. It depends on the browser where they have. So so this is how it's going to work, I think, personally. When you play the game uh, using your iOS device, I think you would download the app, the Xbox app, Right, but when it comes to like S Cloud, you could do it from the app, but it will take you to the browser automatically if you're gonna play like a certain game. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think. Now I can play Stadia using the new uh, browser that they have on Xbox now because that was updated like, a, like I think it was like over a week ago. Yeah. So I could play Google Stadia through the browser there, and it works fine. 
So on your Xbox. On my Xbox. Yeah. So I could do the same exact thing using the X Cloud for for Xbox. I could do exactly the same exact thing. But I think this one, there's no app. I have to like type it in, of course, like Google Stadia. Right. And then select the game that I want. But for, for the phones, it's gonna be totally different, I think. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does make sense. But what I want to see is the yeah. ability to because browsers are supposed to be open. If Sony says if you go to xbox.com, all of a sudden we're locking down the browser. Sony will that lock would not that be down a good so look. fast. That would be not be a good look. It depends what browser they have. Because I, I have the built I, I haven't one. used a built it, but is it is it like like Edge that's available? Like, like oh, is it I like see that? what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I is don't it know. a WebKit capable browser? Yeah. Right. It's a Chromium, Chromium okay. based. Yeah. Now Xboxes is. Yeah, it is. So if you have an Xbox One. And you don't want to buy a Series X and you pull up X Cloud in on your Xbox One and play, then you could play newer games on your TV because that is an Edge browser. Yeah. And here's another thing I want to bring up too. Like there are certain games that is available for the console, but it's not available on mobile. So for example, Tetris Effect Connected, yeah, you'll get it on PC, Xbox console, but it's not on S Cloud. And I think it's because of the the publisher decides where they want the games available so let's say let, let's yeah. let's make believe let's say xbox game pass comes out for the nintendo switch right you will get all the first party games for xbox but nintendo does not want no indie games available through there too because sometimes there's indie games that also launch on on, on nintendo eShop and on game pass at the same day but Nintendo wants to still want to get that income, so Xbox has the option to decide, okay, where these games are going to be available at. So they could do something like that. I feel like we're in a, we're on the cusp of like, re- I mean, I'm excited anyway, but we're like really exciting industry shift happening in gaming that that's you don't see a lot of this. It's only every so often, like once in a decade, kind of changes. So mm-hmm. this is this is cool. I mean, I'm going to ask one question real, real quick for, uh, for Danny. Yeah. Danny, six years from now, are consoles necessary? It all depends on the location where you live, man. Like, okay. you know, because there's people that don't have a great internet access. Like, their speed is, like, horrible. So you will have a terrible experience playing these games through streaming. But if you have a decent speed, yeah, you don't need, you don't need to buy a console at all. If you have a good phone that picks up 5G or a tablet also that has 5G access or Wi-Fi access, no, you, you could still have the same experience that I'm having. I mean, it's not going to look 4K or anything like that, but you could still play all these games too, man, through there. You know, like I, I've done this. I played with my brother playing Halo. You know, he's on the console and I'm playing it on my phone and it was fine. You know, and we'll, th- th- I think this is where, where I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Discord and Microsoft because I could use Discord as like a, an app just to communicate with my friends and play them through my device using a streaming service to play. So that's like different ways to do that too. So I'm curious what's going to happen with that. But yeah, six years from now, like uh, John, it all depends on the location, man. Like if people have like great internet access. I don't want to have enough. Downgraded experience. Like I do understand you can play on your phone on your tablet. Mm-hmm. If you're used to playing on your 4K TV and you're in an area that doesn't have great service, you don't want to then say, "Well, I can for next gen, I'll just play on my iPad." Like, mm-hmm. but we also well, we also have like Starlink coming, which is supposed to provide like high speed internet no matter where you are on Earth, even if you're on like a ship in the middle of the ocean. So. Again, we have like there's a big shift happening in tech and in gaming that six years from now, it's a long time in tech. Now, Microsoft did say, and obviously plans can change, but they did say this is not the last console generation. It's there not. will be at least one more for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. But I, I know we have another topic, which it, it relates to this too. Hey, man, you have a TV. You could also play through there. Get your controller, Bluetooth connected. You don't need a console, and you can play like that. So that's what I think, which we're going to be talking about <laughs> in a few minutes. But I think that we're finally going to get to see how this is going to work using the Xbox app 
on a Samsung TV. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting too because yeah. they have the partnership going already. Yeah, yeah, they talked about this like two three years ago, but we have never seen anything. It's always been about the phone and the tablets, and that's yes, it. yes. But it's been quiet now. I think is the right time to say, hey, we have this app available on on different devices. Like, put an example, uh, Andrew. I don't know what type of uh, TV, a uh, smart TV you have at home, or John. But for me, when I connected my Xbox One console through a Samsung TV. It had like a green icon, like a, a sp- it looked like an app, right? A logo, a logo, yeah. right? But when I connect my PlayStation Nintendo, it there was no logo. It was just say right HDMI, whatever, right? So I could see that with Samsung once they officially launch this, there'll be like an app going there. It's all green, stands out, right? And just play Game Pass and just connect your controller to the TV, and you're good as long as you're a subscriber, you could play. That would be crazy. That would be um, nuts. <laughs> that would be good, crazy. Good segue, though. Yeah. Samsung Unpacked is coming. I wanted to get John. I love talking to John whenever there's an unpacked coming because anytime there's something that folds, this man is excited. And so the big rumor is Samsung Galaxy Fold 3. And by the way, Unpacked is going to be the week. Fo- so next week, basically. The 28th, I believe it is. So the Wednesday following this week. So John, let's talk about this. I so I have the <laughs> I hate to say this. I have the Z Fold 2. I've had the Z Fold 2 since it launched. I used it when it came out and it's been sitting on my desk uncharged probably for the past 9 months <laughs> or so. So I'm not the best one to to speculate about this. Tell me what right, are you listen, hoping to see? I'm going to step right in here to my don't first of all that is a disgrace. It's like having a Ferrari or Lamborghini in your driveway. You uh, refuse to drive. Listen, I love my Foldy boys. I love them very, very much. Unpacked is always fun. I actually showed up in my Time Hop, which don't know it's an app that shows you memories from pictures from years past. And it was me holding the original Galaxy Fold, which was awesome. So it's been it's been a couple of years since that one first came out. And then ultimately it was you know, taken back and then fixed and then ultimately came out again. So rumors coming out today that the next generation Z Fold, the Z Fold 3, will fix one of the biggest problems with the Galaxy Fold. Andrew, do you know what that problem is? If I'm being honest, I feel like I I just said, like, I don't use it regularly, right? I was joking that it's been sitting uncharged, but I don't use it that often. But I do feel like I don't know that there's a huge problem. Like, I'm so happy with what they did. There's one big problem. Tell me. Tell me one, what it is. One big issue. Danny, any guesses? Any problem you, you can identify? Is it a battery life? No. Fish, official IP ranking coming to the next generation Galaxy Fold, Z Fold, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the fragility of the device and how mm. any water, if it looks at water, you hold it over reflection, you could run into, <laughs> uh, run into problems. So an official IP ranking coming could be tremendous. There's been rumors speculating there could be a there could be a trifold version coming out. Samsung has shown some rollables in the past. Maybe that's what we see for the next generation fold, or maybe there's a Galaxy roll. What I do think is going to happen is that the the fold line is ultimately going to swallow up the Note line. I think we've seen the last Note for a while. Whether Samsung wants to say it's from chip shortages, and maybe it is, or maybe that just escalated their plans by a year or so. Wait, so we don't have S Pen compatibility on the Fold Two, right? Not yet. So the fo- you're saying to- the Fold 3 might be... Way to steal my thunder, man. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm just go, way, to, way to steal my thunder. Saying. Listen, don't, don't, don't ask Andrew not to spoil movies for you. <laughs> <laughs> he was dead all along. No, the uh, S Pen coming to the Fold 3, I think, makes a lot of sense uh, as well as an external accessory. I know it's been a feature a lot of folks have been, been asking for. Huge screen, make it use as a tablet, a lot more useful. And you have a pretty close to perfect device. I'm scared. Having said I'm that, scared. having said that, I don't think we're going to see any of that at this Galaxy Unpacked. Really? I think we're going to hmm. see like some. I think I think we're going to see some new, like probably some new laptops or something. Really? It's going to be. I think. I think Evan was it Evan Blass had a tweet from last week showing I think two or three different laptops. His track record is pretty solid. Absolutely. So I mean, I would love to see the next fold. That's crazy. Fold three. I don't know. That's, that that is that is a tease that will hurt you. If you say the most powerful galaxy ever and everybody reads that as a mobile device and then you talk about here's some laptops, 
I mean, technically, you're right, right? <laughs> it would be correct, but it's like mm, I don't, I don't know about this. I don't know, I don't know about this. Here's here's what I, scares I, me, though. Yeah, I want you to tell me if they released a Fold Three that allowed you to use the S Pen, but only on the outer display. Yeah, and the reason I say that is because the inner display uses that ultra thin glass that. If you tap just a little too hard with a pointy S Pen, you can shatter it. They would have to mm-hmm. have a a a new type of. Gla- I don't know. I just I just that worries me. That part mm-hmm. worries me. Can I add one more layer of speculation based on of nothing, you can. no rumors or anything? Uh, you know, Samsung's making their own processors for a while. We don't generally get them here in the mm-hmm. U.S. And the right. the partnership with Qualcomm and their Snapdragon line seems pretty solid, but certainly. As Apple goes, Samsung tends to follow. Mm-hmm. I'll be wondering if Exynos could get second life in processor for, for Windows, for ARM, if we'll start to see Exynos make its way into more U.S. chips and if Samsung's going to try to vertically integrate the same way uh, that Apple has with their, with their M line, which doesn't seem too far-fetched. Right. Not knowing the details, of course, of their partnership with Qualcomm and of contractual course, yeah, obligations and I'm, all that. I mean, maybe in a year or so, but it just seems like... Where Apple goes, Samsung generally tends to go as well. I got you, Danny. Where are you at on foldables? I, I'm not there yet with that, man. I'm not. I'm not there yet. Like, I need to see more. I need to see more for me to finally convince myself to like, hey, you know what? I should just buy because I, I like. I like my Note. I like the the size, the design, everything. So, and the other thing too, I was going to ask you, John, too. Do you predict that Samsung will show anything like TV related? Uh, with this or do you think it's going to be more like the smaller devices they're going to be focusing on i think it'd be smaller devices tv's typically been a ces thing it's usually where right you know it's their their neo comes out and the new qled technology tends to come out but there have been rumors that samsung's getting into oled as well they bought a bunch of oled production lines so maybe maybe there's a new line coming it very well could be but i after samsung doubling down so hard on qled all these years it would be it'd be hard to see them go oled but i guess sony did it too right like Unpacked Sony is, is not a is always like a mobile brand. Mobile, event. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, my question I have for you, for you guys: You think because of the pandemic, there are probably not going to be that many announcements because of because of that? It didn't slow them down last year. No, okay. I mean, there were as many and as many announcements, and I think Samsung did a really good job taking things digital and virtual for their keynotes. Mm-hmm. I think they did some amongst the best of anybody in the industry. So. I don't think it slowed them down even a second. If anything, it might even encourage them to sort of ramp things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason why I asked you about about the TV, I know that you oh, you guys mentioned that they mentioned they always talked about like the the mobile side and everything. But what about software of like not only for TV but for all devices from Samsung? You think that's something that they're going to show too? Ties in. I don't know. They're so they're married to Android for their phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have like their operating system for the TVs and for like the refrigerators with the displays, which is Tizen, mm-hmm. which they make. But the phones, they just they just use Android. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Okay. I think it's a harder switch over because you need the app ecosystem. You don't want to drop a phone and then say, hey, all these apps that you love, we own, like this was Windows, Windows Phone when they launched. Hey, we're going to have the the 100 most popular apps. And it's like, well, there's. 50,000 apps on the app store. What do you mean the 100 most popular apps? Like <laughs> yeah. that's not that's not enough. So it would probably be a similar issue if they switched over to Tizen for their phones where it's like all the Android apps people are used to using all of a sudden now they don't work. Well, I wasn't going that that route. I was more of like showing like new apps or like another conversation we're having about Xbox app, like, you know, those type of relationship. Mm-hmm. You think they will show something like that? doing impact or, or is more about like if hey, there's strictly mobile and if there is a an, a microsoft xbox collab again they did announce that at an unpacked on mobile i could see them if it was a thing saying you know here's what we're doing now with microsoft and game pass and we're introducing an app that works across you know our phones our TVs and you know our refrigerators, whatever they're gonna say. <laughs> I was about so to bring that up. That, <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's only a matter of time before, like Microsoft has said, we want to have Game Pass built into your TV. And it seems like the first partner that they would do that with that makes sense would be Samsung, right? 
And if we have the beta starting tomorrow and we have like E3s around the corner, it's as good a time as any to do this. I mean, it's good to have those announcements. And the reason why I bring that up because is because it's the 20th year of Xbox in November. It's the 20th year of the launch of, of, of Halo, which Halo Infinite is also coming out around that time too. And that game supposedly is going to be free, the multiplayer part of, of the game. So they want to get as many people as possible. It doesn't matter if it's console or mobile or TV or apps, whatever. They just want people to subscribe to that service, man. So that's why I brought that up and asked you guys, like, you guys I always have, the, you know, tech conversations. What are your thoughts about that? Like, <laughs> you will see something like that in the future for, for a company like Samsung to, to announce something like that, you know, and show how it is, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah, um, we actually had we had Microsoft and Samsung as a guest on a previous episode of our show. Mm-hmm. And the reason they both wanted to be on the show was to specifically talk about their partnership. So it's obviously it's a big deal to them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Samsung sees Xbox as a valuable partner in what they're doing. So there has to be more to it than just what we're seeing. Yeah. What we're seeing today. Let's move on to our final topic before we get out of here. Game Pass. We've been talking about on Android. It's a native app. Right. So that's actually a good segue too. you don't have to play it in a browser. This is kind of the topic that we've been talking about for the last couple of minutes. Game Pass, not just on Android, but it is on Android where you just download an app and you just play. But on Samsung devices in particular, like Samsung has made it so that when you tap on your Game Pass app, like they optimize everything in the operating system. They want to optimize the like the refresh rate and like they, they basically turn the phone into a gaming mode. Does app, can Apple compete with that? Or is it just no one's going to switch from iOS to Android or vice versa for Game Pass? Because I've seen people who were up, super upset when Apple said we're not allowing Game Pass in the App Store to the point where they did say, I'm buying an Android phone because I pay this much. I pay $15 a month for Game Pass. Part of that $15 a month allows me to play these games on the go. And the, fo- the only reason I can't is because of the phone I chose. That's the only reason. So is Apple doing enough by putting it in, in the browser? Or do you think people will want that native experience just built in? I mean, a good enough browser experience with a sh- shortcut on your home screen, you shouldn't know the difference. If done right, you should not know the difference. Yeah. Well, for me, Andrew, I think this is more up to Xbox, man, because they want everybody to have a great experience. It doesn't even matter if it's an app or browser. Because if you start playing on iOS device on a browser and it's a terrible experience, nobody's going to be talking about Apple. They're going to be mentioning Xbox more than anything. So I think Xbox, they're very smart when it comes to that stuff. And I've seen pictures and videos of Phil Spencer playing on i think it was like on a tablet they were traveling uh, it was him and aaron greenberg he's a marketing guy for the xbox they were traveling to east coast they were doing like a, a special video announcement about Bethesda and all this stuff right so while they were at the airport uh, phil spencer the head of xbox was playing destiny 2 on his tablet on an ipad device you know what i'm saying so was it an ipad or was it a, a windows i think it was like a windows device i don't remember but but like i was saying it's important for Xbox to release this and make it smooth, a smooth experience and a fun experience because if people start playing this and it's terrible, nobody's going to mention about Apple. No one. That's true. That's a good point. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So if it's a bad experience, it's going to be Microsoft has provided a bad experience yeah. and mm-hmm. avoid this, which is not what they want. That's not, that's not what they want to see. But it sounds like what you guys are saying, it sounds like you're both in agreement that I still, I don't know why I have a hard time believing it, but the browser can be just as good or good enough compared to a built-in native app. Yeah. Hey, look, I spent three hours playing Assassin's Creed on my MacBook Pro on a Chrome browser for three hours. I connected. This is like when even before Stadia was even announced, they called this as like a Google stream or something like that. It was like, it was a beta. That was the only game available to play for free for two months. And I connected my Xbox controller and I was playing it for three hours. My connection wasn't that great and it was smooth. There was no lag, nothing. So that's me playing on a browser, on a Google Chrome browser. So I can imagine on a Safari or whatever browser they have in there for the service. It's, I think it's going to be good, man. 
can't sleep, Andrew. You gotta you gotta give it a chance. <laughs> you never no, know. I, I'm I'm willing to give it a chance. I just I just get worried and nervous sometimes about, <laughs> especially what Apple's doing. I'm like, just give us the full experience. Yeah. But I'm gonna trust you, Andrew. This is Steve Jobs' original idea fulfilled, right? No apps are on the original on the original iPhone. All about web apps, right? Wow. Yes, you're right. If, you're right. That is true. Yeah, that is true. I mean, th- this is the original the original vision. They did a full keynote. About Remember that. this? After the original iPhone launch, they did a full keynote talking about how you can make all these great apps in the browser. Was this, that was their keynote? Was this when they basically announced "Rest in Peace Flash"? Like that's what during that time, where they were promoting. <laughs> Four went out. A- H- Four went right. out. They were promoting HTML5 or something, right? Yep. That, yeah. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. And so people were like, "When can we put our apps on the iPhone?" And this was obviously it took a year before the App Store came out. So they announced the iPhone. And they announce the iPod Touch, and then they do a special keynote just to talk about how you can make these great web apps. And it, I think a lot of developers were like rolling their eyes at this, but you're right, John. Steve Jobs called this over a decade ago, 15, 17 and, years ago. Yep. And I still maintain on a side note that Apple fell totally backwards into the App Store success. That it was oh, for sure. unintended, unintended, unenvisioned, and they realized yes. what they had, and they capitalized on their luck and made the most of it. There you go. You just brought the show full circle, sir. <laughs> All right. Danny, Danny, thank you for joining us. No, it was a lot of fun. Week. It was a lot of fun. It was thank super you, my cool friend. finally doing something. Like, again, we've known each other over 15 years. We've never appeared on either one of each other's shows yeah, yeah. or content. So this was this was great for me to have a longtime friend here. Hey, man, we got to have you guys on our show, too, in the future, man. We'll definitely will. Hey, let us we'll, know. We'll hit you up. Yeah. We'll be there. We'd love that. Yeah. Let's see what happens. For sure. Let's see what happens. We'll make it happen for <laughs> you. Oh, let people know, by the way, where they can find you. Yeah, GamertagRadio.com. We're in any podcast app. Just search for Gamertag Radio. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm very active over there. Godfrey, G-O-D-F-R-E-E. And that is it for this edition of Geared Up. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, you can catch John and I on YouTube. I'm at YouTube.com slash Gear Live. And John is at YouTube.com slash John for Lakers. Feel free to head over and subscribe to our channels to stay up to date on all the latest tech. Speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe to Geared Up in your favorite podcast app if you haven't done so already. Just search Geared Up, that's two words, not one, in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Overcast, or really wherever you choose to listen. If you like what we do, please consider leaving us a rating and review. It really helps other people find the show. Geared Up is a Gear Live podcast, and you can see more from us at gearlive.com. Thank you so much for listening. For John Rettinger, I'm Andrew Edwards, and we'll catch you in the next episode.